We have spent the last four weeks discussing how to overcome emotional eating. It really does seem to be something that most of us have as a common experience, but that doesn't mean that we have to allow it to wreak havoc in our lives. So over these next four weeks, we're going to look at some foundational problems with emotional eating, and we're going to start today with issues of the mind that keep us eating emotionally. Stay tuned. Welcome to the True Food Freedom and Faith Podcast. I'm your imperfect host, Cheryl Sharko, registered dietitian, nutritionist, and biblical counselor, here to get real with you, my sisters in Christ. Yep, I'm talking to you who struggle with restrictive food rules, chronic dieting, yo-yo diets, emotional eating, and other issues that consume your life, your joy, and your peace. So get your comfy pants on like I did and get ready for some real talk about this journey, real nutrition information, and some real solutions so you can live a life in true food freedom and faith. If you've been with me lately, you know that we've just gone through four weeks of overcoming emotional eating, and we were using a really practical tool to work through the individual times of temptation. Now starting this week, I wanna step back, take a broader view, of some of the deeper issues in emotional eating and talk about those. We each stand on some foundation and this foundation colors the way that we see life, how we handle it, what we strive for. Well, for the Christian, this foundation is, or should be the word of God. However, even faithful believers struggle to understand how the Bible addresses and ministers to us in our everyday situations. One area where we might feel tempted to seek help outside of God's ways, well, that's in our eating habits. We sometimes think that the Bible doesn't address that, but as eating is part of what God has designed for us, he's provided the help that we need when this becomes problematic. I want to emphasize again that it's not necessarily wrong to have emotions connected to eating or to enjoy the good gift of food that our Heavenly Father has provided for us. We often desire comfort food for dinner after a difficult day, and celebrations and eating, well, they go hand in hand, even in the pages of scripture. So the connection of emotions and eating isn't something that necessarily needs to be corrected. But if you deal with habitual overeating as a way of handling difficult feelings or thoughts or situations that aren't related to physical hunger, well, then you're in the right place. Before going further into this podcast, I'd like to suggest that if you haven't listened to the Overcoming Emotional Eating series that we spent the past four weeks doing, please do so. Podcast number 40 through 43. And download your free guide through emotional eating at CherylSharko.com slash emotional eating. This is the guide that we use to walk through individual occasions of temptation to eat emotionally. And using this guide and those four podcasts, well, that's really going to help you with a step-by-step weapon in your battle with emotional eating. And for the rest of you who've already gone through that with me, I'd like to go a little deeper. So this month, we're going to look at the foundational problems with emotional eating, starting today with issues of the mind. Yeah, the issues of the mind that can lead us to engage in emotional eating and kind of get stuck in that habit. You might be wondering why I'm starting this deeper look at emotional eating talking about the mind. Well, if you've listened to the previous few podcasts, you remember that we discussed how powerful your thoughts are 
in this particular temptation. Thoughts lead to emotions, and these emotions may be what drive you to food for a number of reasons, really. But in addition to being a precursor of emotion, thinking and other aspects of the mind, they can set you up for a poor relationship with food and eating overall. And we're going to look at five of these issues in the mind that might be underlying your emotional eating. Then we're going to discuss ways that you can get help for each one. I want to say before we look at them, though, that you will hear me address some unbiblical ways of thinking as well as sin directly. Now, this is not ever for the purpose of condemnation. If you are in Christ, it's imperative that you keep this scripture passage in mind from Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You are not condemned who are in Christ, okay? This means that if you have believed the good news that Christ has taken your punishment for your sins upon himself, then you have a perfect standing before God. You have peace with God. God sees you through Christ's perfection now and always, and he does not condemn you. He's no longer your judge. Christ was judged in your place. God is now your father who loves you and lovingly disciplines you for your good and for your growth. Now, the reason that we do have to discuss sins and unbiblical thinking, it's because these are the root problems that are keeping you bound to the hopeless, endless practices like emotional eating. And I like to say as often as I possibly can that we really want to identify sin. You know, it's not mean or judgy. We want to dig up the roots of sin whenever there's a problem because sin has a solution in Jesus Christ. If you struggle with emotional eating as a behavior that you can't stop, well, you have no hope. But if you struggle with emotional eating as a result of sin issues or unbiblical thinking, well, then you have every reason to hope in Christ for a solution to that underlying problem and and for help in your emotional eating behaviors. So that's great news when we can pull up those sin burdens and bring them to the light of Christ. So let's start by looking at the five mind issues in emotional eating right after this short break. There's a lot of new stuff going on over here, starting with our newsletter. Each week you can expect some cool stuff like behind the scenes sneak peeks, of the online program that's coming out in a few months or updates or any free resource, well, those go directly to our newsletter subscribers. So don't miss a beat, a pod, or a peek by signing up for the free email newsletter at CherylSharko.com slash newsletter. We are back and we're going to look at the five mind issues in emotional eating. Number one, the first issue, you likely have some false beliefs in your mind. So false beliefs are the first things that we're going to look for. You might be trusting that help from your emotions and fulfillment of your soul at some level can come from food and eating. Now, although you've probably never consciously worded it that way in your own mind, the reason that you so quickly turn to eating when you're struggling with a feeling or a troubling thought It's that somewhere deep inside, you do believe that this will bring you the help you need. So how do we deal with this false belief or several false beliefs? Well, first, as we talked about in one of our Overcoming Emotional Eating podcasts last month, 
you will want to challenge these beliefs, confront them, confront them with scripture, with logic, and even with your own experience. Since this is likely not your first experience with emotional eating, well, you can think back. You have this abundant set of experiences, I am sure, where you can look back and think, did food and eating actually ever help solve any of my problems other than hunger? Did the problem or feeling just dissipate later in the day? Well, probably not, right? Probably not. So both logic and your own experience can push you to seek for a better solution than food in your particular situation. Most powerful of all of our Christians who know that God's word is authoritative truth, well, we're going to challenge thoughts and false beliefs with the truths of scripture. For example, if you falsely believe that you can find peace and joy in food, well, where does scripture tell you that peace and joy are actually found? We can see in Romans 6, for example, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And ultimately, that's what you're looking for, isn't it? It's peace. So scriptures like Romans 8, 6, many, many, many others, take the time and dig in and look for these. Where are peace and joy actually found? Probably not in the cookie. If you have a false belief tucked in your mind somewhere that eating that food will bring you joy, well, then you can meditate on scriptures such as Psalm 84, 2, where it says, my soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. And hear this. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. We see that true joy comes through worship, not eating. Eating brings a temporary pleasure for sure, but not true needed joy, which is found only in a focus on God. So the first issue of the mind in emotional eating is those false beliefs, and we want to challenge those. The second mind issue in emotional eating leads me to a question. Ready? Do you remember Jesus confronting the invalid at the pool of Bethesda in John 5? John 5 verses 5 through 6 say, One man was there who had been an invalid for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had already been there a long time, he said to him, Do you want to be healed So one of the issues of the mind that we need to address, we really need to ask ourselves this question, do you want to get well? In other words, in this situation, are you willing to give up food as your comfort? That's a big question. I ask this because you might have a desire to eat for emotional comfort, but then also understand that this is causing you despair and you want a way out. You might recognize that the true answer is in living another way, but you might still not really be ready to give this up, to give up food as your primary source of comfort or attempted comfort. So prayerfully check your heart here. Ask for God's help in this. Your mind, it includes your desires and your will as well as your thinking. A major part of the Christian life is submitting our fleshly wants and desires to Christ and replacing them with God's desires. In other words, living by the Spirit, which He empowers us to do. So even that's by His grace. So that second mind issue in emotional eating is asking yourself, do you want to get well? Are you actually willing at this time to give up food as a source of comfort? 
The third issue in your mind that is associated with emotional eating is not being intentional in your life in general, not really taking charge of your thoughts, not taking charge of the direction of your life. There are some people who try to control every aspect of life, which is a debilitating problem in its own right, and it leads to many problems with food and eating anyway. But there are also people on the other end of the spectrum who just kind of float along in life and they just kind of let the current take them wherever it will. Well, this can also lead to a poor relationship with food and eating because often for these people, Decisions are not made thoughtfully, deliberately, or intentionally. Therefore, what causes them to make one decision over another? Well, that leaves what they feel like doing. Whatever their desires or emotions crave at that moment will be the determining factor of what they do. Do you relate to this? If so, you'll want to consider that letting your desires rule your decisions instead of thoughtful and purposeful decision-making will lead you to fleshly decisions, not spirit-led ones. Galatians 5.17 says, For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. These are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. So we want to make our wills submit to Christ, and this requires the help, the enabling, and the power of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5 says in the verse right before the one I just read, so I'm kind of reading them backwards to make my point, but of course, always read scripture in context. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So putting these together, it's walking by the Spirit, having our intentions on obeying God's word with the help of the Spirit, having our mind on God's mind, instead of what our flesh feels like at that moment. Now, this is not a new legalistic censure or burden that I'm trying to place on you. It's an invitation to live in freedom and love as we obey God's better way, such a better way, independence on him for help. It's a deliberate and intentional way of making decisions. Now, if you need help with this, it's truly beneficial to spend the time, good quality time, reading scripture. Commit to, say, going through Galatians 5 today. And perhaps again each day this week, like maybe read Galatians 5 for an entire week, letting the Word and the Holy Spirit remodel your desires, okay? Because that's what the Holy Spirit does, remodels our desires. He gives us the desires of our heart. That doesn't mean He's going to give us what our flesh wants. It means He's changing those desires so we want what God wants. So that third mind issue is really just not being intentional in your decision-making, The fourth mind issue in emotional eating, it's not being goal-oriented in your decision-making. This is different from the last point in that what I'm referring to here, it's thinking short-term versus long-term. When we emotionally eat, we're truly thinking very short-term, right? We've all experienced this short-lived pleasure that comes from eating, which is often then accompanied afterwards with regret. If we can think more about the longer term and our longer term goals overall, maybe for healthier ways of eating and dealing, well, this can help us opt for something that will be more beneficial in meeting our overall goals. For example, if I'm disappointed about, say, getting a poor health report from the doctor, well, my short term, quote, help might be to soothe myself with food after hearing this. 
but this does nothing for my long-term goal of maybe achieving a healthier body. However, if I am to take a few minutes, take a little walk, make some decisions that can improve my health or decide to get specific help in this area, I can have a hopeful focus back on my long-term goal. If, however, I just start stuffing food in my mouth, I'll likely regret this and this way of dealing with my life can be adding to my poor health. So think in terms of your long-term goals versus the short-term temporary satisfaction you're, you're looking for. So this fourth mind issue in emotional eating, it's not being goal-oriented and not thinking of the long-term. And then our fifth and final mind issue in emotional eating, it's a huge one, huge one. And we're gonna get to that right after this short break. Hey sisters, I have some good news. I want to get to know you better. I want us to support one another in this process, this journey to food freedom. It can be tough if we're doing it alone, so let's not. Why don't you join me in our private online community? I'll put the link in the show notes, or you can just go to Facebook and search for True Food Freedom and Faith. The and is an ampersand. I really look forward to us getting to know one another, so I will see you there. Welcome back. All right, we're on our fifth and final mind issue with emotional eating, and this one's a biggie. This is actually one of the top thinking issues that draws one into grabbing food when they aren't even hungry. It is the current and the past abundance of diet messages, diet experiences, fears of food deprivation from diets that reside in particularly the American mind. So when you have a history of dieting, there's a built-in moralization of foods as bad foods or good foods. And there's also, therefore, kind of a built-in fear of food deprivation. That's It's inherent in dieting. There's a huge backlash of emotional eating when you've been deprived of food. Now, that can either be by your own decisions, depriving yourself of food, say, in a diet, or pressure from others to do so, or it can even come from your past experiences with food insecurity. Maybe you grew up in an environment where you weren't too sure where the food was gonna come from. So when you have these experiences or mindsets about food deprivation, you will be far more prone to just start emotional eating. Also, when you're threatened with future deprivation, as happens, say, when you plan to start a new diet on Monday, well, you're gonna often find yourself scoffing down food in amounts you don't normally eat on Sunday because you're gonna have that fear or knowing that a deprivation is to come. So again, this is a huge issue. It's one I've discussed so many times and I will continue to discuss it. This fifth and final mind issue, it's a huge one. It's a huge one in our culture and our diet culture because we are just inundated continually with messages of food rules and dieting. What you should eat, what you shouldn't eat, what is a good thing to eat, what is a bad thing to eat. All of this leads to that threatening of a deprivation or remembrances of past deprivation of food, which can very, very commonly lead us to eat emotionally. Most of what I do in the course that I'm developing, as well as on a lot of the podcasts, is in dealing with this particular issue, this diet mentality, how to come out of it, how to learn to eat in a way that's more natural without all the backlash. So there's not a very detailed solution I can give you quickly in one minute here on the podcast, but I would say challenge those thoughts. Challenge those thoughts. In light of scripture, in light of science, are these foods actually bad? Is there a reason to be depriving yourself of food? 
do you currently have food deprivation or do you have abundance in what you need? So just starting to, again, challenge even those thoughts like we did earlier in the podcast with other thoughts, these diet ways of thinking, food deprivation thoughts, we want to challenge those as well. All right, so today was all about stepping back, taking a broader view than we did over the previous month, and looking at some of the more rather foundational causes for emotional eating. And we start with mind issues today in emotional eating. And these mind issues can keep you reaching for food when food's not really the solution to the problem at hand. These five mind issues include false beliefs, a resistance to giving up emotional eating for a better way, not being intentional in your life and decisions, having a short-term focus instead of keeping your long-term goals in view, and the ever-problematic diet mentality that plagues our culture and plagues our minds. So I hope you'll take some of these suggested solutions to heart and begin to put your mind on Christ as a true solution to your problems. I don't say that as though it's quick, simple, or even all that easy, but isn't that the truth of sanctification in our lives in general? It is God-empowered, but it requires that we do put off the flesh and walk in the way of the Spirit of God. I've mentioned that we worked through handling individual times and temptations of emotional eating all last month, and we were using an effective tool. So if you did not get yours yet, go ahead, get your free copy of the guide through emotional eating at CherylSharko.com slash emotional eating. And then if you'd like, also listen to podcast 40 through 43 to help you use this guide even more effectively. And we will return next week to look at another foundational area that's keeping us caught up in emotional eating. And until then, let us all remember 1 Corinthians 10 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Amen. I'll see you next time, sisters. Ladies, if this topic or any other podcast episode has been valuable to you, please help me get this information out to others who could benefit from it too by leaving a five-star review wherever you listen to the podcast and sharing the episode on your social media. Or you can always come to any of my socials and like, comment, and share that way. This helps other people know it's important information that can benefit them as well. Thank you for helping.